Okay, here we go. We're good. Peter, sometimes my travel schedule makes sense, and sometimes it makes no sense, except for the fact that I go where I am wanted. And this weekend was a perfect example of that. And next weekend, guess where I'm going? Nowhere. I'm going nowhere, and I'm going to stay home all weekend because I have to prepare mentally to host and wrestle on the first ever international LGBTQ wrestling show that I believe has ever happened in the world, in the history of the world. All right, Napoleon, you may have won some battles. Genghis Khan, you may have conquered some territories. Uh, George Washington, you may have been a big, a big piece of shit on a boat. But none of y'all have accomplished what Effie has accomplished in running the most magical LGBTQ wrestling show overseas during Eurovision in Liverpool. Shout out to the Beatles for being mid enough to make me look fantastic. My God, that's going to set them off, isn't it? What if the Beatles never existed? And then I wrote all their songs, and then people thought I was the songwriter, but really, I had just stolen songs from John and Paul, and one from Ringo, it's not as good as the rest. You know the actual premise of that movie is that cigarettes don't exist? What? Yeah. And cigarettes not existing causes the Beatles not to mm-hmm. exist? That's the one ripple effect of mm-hmm. cigarettes not existing? I, I'm going to take, well... I like smoking a cigarette, but if I don't ever have to see fake Paul McCartney again in my whole life, I won't mind it a bit, okay? We know what happened to the real Paul. We know that it was cleaned up after, and we know that Ringo... Is Ringo dead now? No, I don't think he is. I think Ringo's the one living Beatle. It's pretty incredible. Band on the run. Remember Wings? Me either. No. Me either. Nobody knows who was in Wings. It's just Paul McCartney and what he calls the guys he hired to play guitar. Okay? I'm not getting into this. This is too deep. I do want to say this. Thank you to our loyal Patreon subscribers. Weekend at Effies.com if you'd like to sign up. This week, Lucy won an action figure. A custom WrestleCon exclusive Effie covered in blood in the purple and white action figure. And it looks good. I'm looking at it right now. The only problem I have with these action figures is, Cardona, take notes. I don't have a big juicy ass. My ass is Ooh. tiny in the action figure. And I think IRL, real life, it would not look like that. It'd be poking. The thing be poking. All right. I started my weekend early, and I had a lot of first experiences this weekend. A lot of firsts that I was learning about for the first time. Um, and that started with Thursday. Now, what wasn't a first is something I did on two of the three shows, which was I had a meet and greet before the show ever happened. And when I arrived at the... Uh, the Hartsfield-Jackson Airport in Atlanta to take my flight to Chicago to wrestle for... Oh, she's she's a cutie. She's in a mood. Are you in your mood? Lucy's here. Lucy, do you want to come sit closer to me and that will help? She's mad that she's not the Lucy that won. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the Lucy that won is not the puppy dog here that I'm looking at uh, because puppy dogs legally cannot meet the terms of service requirements for Patreon. But if you do meet those legal service requirements, thank you for signing up. Thank you for being a part of the journey. Please check out the new 20-minute video I just put out of uh, my band on the run. There's not a band. It's me. I'm the band. I play all the instruments. You ever seen those guys and they play all the instruments and they wander around town collecting coins? Oh, like the, the guys that play like it's, it's like, like a, a harmonica around their neck. and like Yeah, with a the foot tambourine. Yeah. Yeah, and they got a horn and a little accordion. Maybe a harmonica uh to the side that's of a different key so you can change things around. 
that's such a great example of a lot of effort going to the wrong place. Yeah. And it's uh, also, let me say this. If I'm a street performer, I'm always at risk of being robbed somewhat. I'm not saying it happens all the time. If I have to carry around a full truck's worth of musical equipment, guess what? You're robbing me pretty fucking mm-hmm. easily. We just got to let her ride it out for a minute. Just let her have a moment. Yeah. Hey, Lucy. Hey, baby. She just wants attention. It worked. It worked. We're taking Lucy on a on a journey this weekend. She doesn't know yet, but I think she's gonna have fun, right? Look, I called her Journey. That's my. That's not the name of this dog. It's a good name. It's a rock and roll band. That's actually a great name for a dog. Going on a journey with my little baby pup. Hi. I'm going to start back here. You ready? Mm-hmm. I got to the Hartsfield-Jackson Airport, my home airport in Atlanta, and I was coming up the, what is it called, the escalator, and two people recognized me as Effie. And I'm not, you know, like, I don't think I look that Effie in public. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't think I'm, like, obviously Effie, but I think I'm wrong about that, too, because clearly these two people recognize me right away. Hat on, regular clothes, on the road, bags checked. And we went over my schedule, and they laughed at it, and they were going to New York. I don't know who you were, but I'm very proud of you. Good for you. Uh, you're not a short person. That's true. But Effie versus Taylor. Yeah. Effie's taller, and I don't know, like <laughs> significantly taller. At least three inches taller? Yeah. I don't wear lifts in my boots. I haven't since the first year I wrestled. So maybe there is some like stand JoJo alternate energy. Hold on. Let me take this call. Hey, are you okay? Okay. We're in the basement now. We'll just stay here. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're not going to find us down here. <laughs> okay. Cuz isn't that just where he lives? <laughs> I was like, yeah. So there's I don't I don't know if you're going to leave all that in. It was hilarious to me. No, that's the for, for those that are counting, that's the second time that you've gotten a <laughs> active shooter update from AJ on the podcast. <laughs> just on this episode. No, not on, on just in the just history, in of general, this podcast, in the history of this podcast. I hate that I'm laughing at it, but here's the facts, folks. There's going to be active shooters. We live in a fascist fucking wasteland and we like to dress it up and pretend it's okay, but you know what? Sometimes people are shooting down the street, and I got to live with that. And I've been informed not to go back towards my home at this time. Uh, you, you informed me of this when you got here, and I, it, I, uh, what, what's the wrestling term? I no sold. You no sold it. Yeah, yeah there just, was. You go white. I don't even. What am I it, supposed to do? The thing that the only thing that was surprising was how much I there was no raise in anything. <laughs> oh well, hope everyone's kinda, all right. I haven't heard about it. anybody actually getting shot, but I don't know. If they're holding back details, mm-hmm. we don't know, but we live in this world now. Take everyone's guns. Okay. That's the, this is the one fascist thing I want. I want the government to take everyone's guns and I guess they'll just put us in prison then. I guess we'll be under the watch of the government. I don't know. I'm a big believer in swords. If you really want to kill somebody, do it with a sword, yeah. you fucking coward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, like if you can't see the whites of my eyes, isn't that what they said in the Revolutionary War? 
But I think that's also because it's so funny to like. That's because their guns suck. Though. These dumbasses were running down the hill in red coats with their jolly ass tea time with schedule white published. Stripes making yeah. a perfect target. Just like you get halfway towards the battle and you've got to stop for crumpets. Come on, y'all! You're surprised we did fuck up. Y'all should have never. Y'all should have never let us go over here to the new world and have our religious intolerance. Uh, grow to a confounding level. Look, the the coronation or whatever the fuck it is is getting rained out this weekend. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Thank God. They won't have to eat the lamprey pies. Uh, also, at the time of the Second Amendment's creation, I, let me just say this. I've sucked dicks that shoot harder than a musket, so y'all don't act like that's a real gun. Mm-hmm. Y'all had to plug that bitch with some powders, with some magic powders. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I gotta be completely honest with you, Peter. I'm like almost itching over here because I went with you. Technically I didn't start my weekend at the airport and we'll get to it. And I don't really give a shit about when we get to it because I went with you to see Bo is afraid. Uh, the new Ari Aster, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, packed theater, packed, packed theater. It was me. It was you. It was us. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I did see it with quite a few more people, uh, two days later because I could not fucking, I couldn't stop myself. I had to go see it again. And I'm so happy to say that on our Patreon, I believe exclusively on our, on our Patreon, unless you hear this and you go, no, like honestly, people who are watching this film are going to seek this out because you really paid attention to some things that I, I didn't see it the first time. And I saw so much the second time that I went, oh my God, we have to go back. So the third time, which will be your second time, which in total will be, we will have spent about 400 hours in the theater watching Joaquin Phoenix just shiver and not get his lines all the way out. I, w- I just want to say I've never seen a more perfect film. And someone who described Joaquin Phoenix as the main actor and everyone else is just trying, that's the truth. Not in this film. I mean in all of Hollywood. Yes. So excited for Joker 2, Jokerina. I'm on the staircase. Joker was here once. Now I have makeup too. She's going to win another Oscar. For other, for those who follow uh, every little detail of Lady Gaga's life, <laughs> like myself, um, apparently she is on a massive break from everything right now because she didn't go to the Met Gala um, because the rumor is that she went full method. Oh, and so she is now Jokerina. So she's probably in some like fingers crossed not Heath Ledger levels but like same kind of I want to say dealing this. with she has a good joker off around her I feel like and also she just got off and because we we move so quickly as a society you know AJ went to see Taylor Swift this weekend and that is a massive arena tour she played three nights at the Georgia Dome three nights and now after that that tour is going to end and Beyonce is going to be going on a huge world tour where she has also sold out and sold the highest price tickets I've ever seen in my whole life but before this Lady Gaga was on the largest world tour I've ever seen in my life every night she's going out she's playing to thousands and thousands and thousands of people two hour sets all the time then she went and filmed this crazy movie let me tell you something sis as a as an entertainer maybe not at your level but we do a lot of work, Lady Gaga. We're on set a long time, Lady Gaga. Go take a fucking nap. And if you have to tell mm-hmm. people, like, like if I had a guy that could stand in front of a cabin door and go, like, she went method and she's crazy now. Don't go in. Just so I could, like, shit in peace and have a bubble bath without someone 
trying to put a script in my face for Joe Carina yeah. three, yeah. where she splits and has to fight herself. I like I I pray to God that I will get these these staff members one day. Not that I don't love all of it, but I also know Lady Gaga, my sweet Stephanie. She gives herself to these people. She gives herself to the world. And go lock yourself in that cabin, honey. But don't hang out with the Olsen twins. We saw how that worked. Right? Is that you too know, dark? You, well, I mean, you know what else Beyonce is up to right now? Satanism. Um, I'm I'm saying this very positively because I think if the rumors yeah. are true, I've heard a lot of like wacky rumors about her like. Oh, Beyonce sacrificed a chicken. I'm like, girl, send me the spell. Please send me the spell. I'm ready. Like, I'm not, I'll, I'm ready for a little dark magic. As AJ said last night, I bet I could put a salt ring around you and you couldn't get out of it. And I said, I'd like to find out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I took notes the second time I watched Bo is Afraid, Peter. There are notes. There is colorscaping. There is decision making. There is fantasy. There is hypocrisy. I'm so excited. I could not be more excited. Some people are going to watch this film, much like they watch Tar, okay? And I'm just going to say this. I don't want to be rude to our audience. I don't want to be rude to anybody who hears this. And I think all decisions made by capitalist consumers are valid. Some of y'all are not ready for the level of discourse that we are putting forward in, in taking in, analyzing, criticizing art as it stands on these days. And you know what? I was a little sad we were the only people there. But then I remembered... There's an itch that lives in me because there was one other person watching Tar with us. And I just need to know what that guy thought because I don't think we thought the same thing. And now there's no one we could even go ask. And now you've got to just fucking listen to me because you're the only person I know that sees it and is analyzing it. So welcome, Peter. You're fucking trapped to this microphone until I figure out what the fuck is going on and why Bo was so fucking afraid. Okay. I love that. Tar fucked with so many people's heads that they had to make up what that movie was about just so they wouldn't have whatever lens pointed back at them. Yeah, especially in the Hollywood scene. We're getting more updates now. There's heavy police presence at the High Museum of Art. Uh, so I guess I'm not going back over that way. Sorry to keep people on alert here, but this is this is the world as it happens. This is where we are. It's May. Do you feel it, Peter? Yes. We're not going to feel it until about halfway through the month. And I believe I'm, I've am i been fighting something you said to me in the beginning of February, which you looked at me and you said, everything's going to clear up around your birthday. And the way things are timing up now, I think it will be very cleared up by my birthday. But we have a full another month to get through. We have our own uh, things to figure out and prioritize. We have our lives to build. And uh, this warm weather is helping make that a little bit easier. I'm a child of the sun, Peter. I need I need the warmth of the energy. My God is the sun. Shout shout out Josh Ami from Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, is that I, how you say his name? That's how I've always said it. That's probably how you say it. I don't know because it sounds too like blase French to just be like Josh Ohm, which Ohm. is the French pronunciation of a man Ohm. But I just feel like he's a desert person. Yeah, you know he chugs that guitar. Yeah, I feel like a guy who chugs guitar is like, what's up, it's Josh Ami? And I don't think the H is very pronounced, but I think it's like, ha, me, ha, me. Doesn't he, like, hit audience members regularly? I would. I think there needs to be more frightening stuff happening in live event spaces. I think I think if you're not a little concerned that I could at least make physical contact with you, mm-hmm. then we're not doing our job, okay? I've often joked that there is a, there's a wrestler that's somewhere between Dick Murdoch and, say, a John Gresham or a Zack Sabre Jr. who, you know, they have their personalities, but they're also built into the grappling and style of wrestling. 
and you know you have your Dick Murdoch, who's kind of just like a racist, drunk, drugged out piece of shit who's going to fill time. Let's find the balance between that and keep a little of the outlaw energy of I might I might rip this fan's hat off his head and beat his ass if I have to. I've headbutt people with my full force before, not in a wrestling ring, but in life. Y'all don't want that. Y'all don't want that. I'm easily provoked. I'm fired up. I'm in my underwear. But you need to know that it's there. That headbutt could come in quick. And you think I'm scared for one second, Peter, to break my nose? My nose has been broken so many times. I saw. I took a selfie of myself in the sauna to send to AJ because he asked me. He's trying to call. Probably I'm sure to warn me about the shooter. I'll just I'll just live. I'm riding it out. I'm tweeting through it. Okay. Uh, and I noticed my nose is even more crooked than I thought. So this is a blessing in disguise. And I've promised myself this, no matter how, uh, Stallone looking I get, I'm only fixing my nose once. And it's when I retire from wrestling. I'm not doing this every couple years. I'm not sitting through the healing period. We know how this goes. I have ADHD. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to remember my nose needs to heal for another three weeks before I go out and start headbutting people. It's just not going to happen. We have to wait until I'm removed from in-ring competition. Forever. I typically think of uh, Owen Wilson when I think of people with crooked ass noses. Wow. <laughs> Did you see the new Wes Anderson trailer? Mm-hmm. It looks delightful. Tom Hanks. They bought the rights. They bought the rights. You know, it's a pretty simple program once you have the software installed, but it is a plug-in that you have to, uh, you have to pay a little extra to get the Tom Hanks plug-in for your film. What if I want him to have a foreign accent and get lost in an airport terminal for four or five years? Well... We can do that, but there is an upcharge for the accent, sir. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying what I'm saying. He's a digital program. Post meet and greet. Let's go. Let's go deep into Chicago. I don't want to miss it. Sometimes the best episodes of this podcast are when I just forget to talk about anything in order, though, and we just find it where we find it. But we're gonna stick to a little bit here. How deep are we in on this podcast so far? And I haven't even gotten to Chicago yet. We're like 18 minutes in. I love it. So we got a good 20 minute opening of just randomness, of excitement, of go to weekendateffies.com. Also, I haven't been able to transfer the email server list, but people should know. Number one, I posted about it on the Patreon. Your Patreon code works on wrestlingis.gay and effielives.com now. Wow. The stores are combined. Wow. That means you pay one shipping price. If you want to buy a Wrestling is Gay shirt, if you want to buy an Effie shirt, if you want to buy both, one shipping price. You don't have to do two separate orders. It's all coming at once. We want to make it easy for people to access Effie and gay merchandise, right? And speaking of shipping, uh, Lucy, if you could reach out and send us your address. Lucy, send us your address. You've been subscribed for a while. We're going to get this uh, action figure to you. I might throw in some other goodies. We'll make that happen. Uh, congratulations, and thank you for everyone for participating. I hope you stay on. I hope the content is good. I got to Chicago. I was picked up by the Rabbi Jeremy. And I told AJ before I left, I said, I'm going to work for a uh, for a rabbi. He's the promoter of this wrestling company called Second Wrestling. And he said, again. And I said, AJ, I've never worked for a rabbi. And he goes, you're always working for somebody who's working for God. And maybe that's correct. And maybe I've worked for more like religious faith figures than I realize. But boy, did I have a wonderful afternoon riding around Illinois, going to Palatine with uh, Rabbi Jeremy. We went and got poke bowls together. It was a very spicy poke bowl. 
And I actually was at the show fairly early in the day and got to take in the beauty of Palatine, Illinois. Went to the train station coffee shop. I had an avocado cookie. I had a chocolate chip cookie. I had a dirty chai. I had a cold brew. I probably had too many beverages and cookies at the... It was beautiful, though. And the trains were coming in and people were saying hello. I was doing a lot of waving. Uh, my good friend Trevor Outlaw showed up. A lot of people, they boo him when he comes out, but he's always been very nice to me. He had new gear. Uh, which was like green and he looked fantastic. But needless to say, the match that occurred, a fatal four-way match for the second wrestling championship, didn't go in my favor. I lost uh, the match. Eric Cannon is the new champion. Billy Starks was defeated and Missy Kate kicked me in the face. And I tried my best, but we did not win. Now, Peter, I got to tell you something. I've reached a new stage in my career where there's, there's, there's rarely another person in the room with me. And if I have to share the room, I share the room with like Allie or Dark Sheik or someone I know. So I'm hanging out and guess what? Nobody's in the room. So what did I do, Peter? I ate a bunch of snacks. Okay. And I uh, realized I have a day off in between. Holy moly. This is fantastic. I check out of my hotel the next day. Uh, pretty low key. And where do I go? But the AMC theaters to see my girl, Nicole Kidman. And I've got to tell you, Peter, um, in America, sometimes we discriminate against people who look like they're traveling around public places with all of their belongings at once, okay? I say this as someone who, in many regards, spends days and days at a time where I am possibly uh, perceived as houseless or someone who is a street person, okay? Am I cute? Yep. Am I disheveled? Yeah. Do I have a lot of shit with me? Yes. I've never been turned away when I've walked into the AMC theaters with two large suitcases, a travel bag across the front, and a large backpack. And they just don't give a shit. I don't know if they're trying to be kind or if they just, they don't give a shit. But I will say this. I ordered my food. I did sit down and have a, this was the dine-in AMC. So I had a, uh, what was this? It was like bacon and brie cheese and a cranberry jelly burger. And I was very hungry, Damn, it turns out. fancy. Oh, I scarfed this burger. I scarfed it down. But I do want to say this. This theater where I went to see Bo's Afraid again was not empty. There was about six other people in this theater. Larger theater than we saw it in. But I got to tell you, you're already going to see a real weird movie. You kind of don't understand what it's about. And I roll in with just suitcases and start climbing up the stairs with my suitcases. You've got to have questions. Like, there's yeah. got to be a moment where you're like... Wait a second. Does this? And I've got my drink with me too, because they're gonna bring the food to my chair. But I, you know, I gotta have a big beverage. I'm a big beverage guy, Peter. So I have to decide. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I leave my suitcases at the bottom of the stair, and I bring my drink up, and then I go back down and start lugging my suitcases up. I just like the poor guy who was sitting in the chair who was there early. I, he can't have thought good things. And I think about when me and AJ went to see Megan and the man who probably just had a hurt back had to stand near the exit for a little while and AJ abandoned ship. He said, I'm out of here. I'm not, this could be bad. Uh, you know, I don't really, I think I'm wrong. Sometimes I want to be like, you're too paranoid. I think I'm wrong because look at, the, we have an active shooter right now. I'm wrong. And if, you know, uh oh, um, nothing bad. Um, but it's more likely than not that I'm going to be wrong in these situations than he is. Even if he's being paranoid, I'm going to be the one that's wrong. So to have people just say, you know what? I'm sitting it out. Maybe this is a test. 
Maybe this is a prank. Maybe this is one of the stars of the film uh, here to prank us in this beautiful Chicago theater. That's a low likelihood. But why does this man have so many fucking suitcases? What is he doing? I sit through again this three-hour film and manically I'm taking notes because I'm like noticing some things, Peter. And for this not to be an episode about Bo is Afraid, this is that's all this episode is about. Because we're going to get into some other things too where I think certain films were placed to me as a, uh, I don't know. We'll get to it. I had a flight that night though. Did you know, I haven't watched it yet. The animation team that did the middle segment they have like an hour produced um, animated film that's free to watch. I'll send it to you. All right, I'm in. Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it okay. yet. Okay, okay. Well, I'm you d- just said that, so I, mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm ready. We're going to talk so much about that animated scene. There's so much going on there. Oh, my God. Okay, so I had a flight that night. Uh, God bless Illinois and the fans of Illinois because they gave me some edibles. And I ate one of those edibles and I slept on that plane after watching Bo is Afraid. And I landed in Portland and I took the shuttle to the airport hotel where I was checking in. And who did I see but young Robert Martyr? Now, Robert Martyr is also a wrestler. I know you may not know who he is, but he's recently had some matches against the likes of Minoru Suzuki and uh, uh, you know other grapple people. He was going to fight Daniel Garcia this weekend, and he did his little dance. But I got to the counter, and dude, I'm hungry. I am starving. And I just got off this plane, and it's like I haven't eaten since I went to the 12 o'clock showing of Bo is Afraid, and it's nighttime now in Portland, Oregon, where I have just flown. And I said to Robert Martyr, Dang, I wish there was some food around here. And he said, I've known this kid since he was 15. This is the first time he's ever saved my life. He said, do you want a burrito supreme? This motherfucker had a burrito supreme bonus extra just lying from his order. And I ate that thing right there at the front desk checking in. It was magic. I don't know if the promoter, shout out Prestige Wrestling, hooked this up or if the front desk lady just could tell I was going through it. But I also went and got a bunch of candy and drinks. And I was like, "Just char- can you just charge me? And she was like, I'm not going to charge you. Walk away. And then I just walked away to the room. Oh, my God. And ate more snacks. It was so phenomenal. I got to sleep in that night. Uh, Maybe your perceived houselessness is earning you some perks. (laughs) One time when I was in Texas, I think I said this on the show, I was on the corner and the guy was coming up praying for people and asking for money. And he walked up past me and he goes, we're in the same situation, bud. And I was like, that's always stuck with me. Uh, But, you know. They say that guy, Jesus, was uh, he was a man of the people out there, mm-hmm. you know, curing lepers, some of them, being a little sarcastic about it. I'd be sarcastic about curing lepers. Let's be completely honest about it. Shout out the Bible. We had some people uh, tweeting about my reading of the King James Version. This is why we have to have a new version, Peter. You read that book. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Nope. I need the children's version. I want the Veggie Tales version of the Bible read live on air. Did you see the creator of Veggie Tales supporting trans rights? What? What? All right, let's get into it. Twitter, they were talking about VeggieTales somehow, but it was someone who was being uh, transphobic in some other way. And the creator of VeggieTales pointed out that both cucumbers and tomatoes are actually fruits, and they are now presenting themselves as vegetables in VeggieTales. So uh, Larry and Bob, born fruits, now considering themselves vegetables, uh, trans icons. Trans icons. Oh, my God. I celebrate their transition i celebrate the honesty and i celebrate the creators of things being able to change their minds and then uh make it canon and make it true so we all know tomatoes are fruit but we know that bob the tomato is actually a vegetable 
And how do we know that? Because Bob made it clear to us and told us that that's 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 what Bob is. Okay. So if you're worried about the Veggie Tales, you can go fuck yourself because they are not on your team. Even the Veggie Tales have abandoned your dumbass team. You remember the little asparagus? Okay. Yeah. They were also responsible parents, responsible trans parents. I don't remember the asparagus parents taking over. Okay. They adopted that asparagus. This may be this may be wrong, but it may be. I'm going to assume. You might be right. I think they adopted the asparagus. I think there were other asparagus around, but I don't think any of them were taking ownership of the little asparagus, baby asparagus, if that's, if I'm validated here. All right. Film break while I'm in the hotel room. And I think, you know, like, do I, do I believe that there was a, you know, a, a God that created this universe? I don't know. I need to see some more facts. Do I believe that there is a spirit guiding certain things towards me at certain times? Yes, because it helped my perception of Bo is Afraid even more. What movie did I turn on right as it was beginning to, to start that I've seen many times? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You ever watched Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yes. Okay. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is very much... There's a lot of similarities in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang that there are in the way that we perceive things in Bo is Afraid. Here's what I'm getting at, okay? And I never noticed this before. I've seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang many times, okay? Dick Van Dyke's character, uh, Caractacus, I believe his name is, uh, it's Caractacus. I'm not making this up. Now, first and foremost, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, you ready for this? Do you know who wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? No. Ian Fleming, who created James Bond. It was the last set of books that he wrote before he died, and they were almost unfinished, and then they found a way to put them out. And it was a, a way for him to connect more with his grandchildren. Yeah, because it was... Is it Caractacus Potts? The movie was produced by Alfred Broccoli, and the Broccoli family is who owns, owns the, the rights to James Bond now. Yeah. Uh, also, fantastic. they invented broccoli. What? Mm-hmm. They named broccoli? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had broccoli cheddar soup? Yes. It's some of the best use it of broccoli is. that I've ever, like, what? Whoever figured that combo out, phenomenal. Caraticus Potts. Caraticus Potts. So the concept being this, I did a little historical research because I was so fascinated by what was being presented to me. Uh, also, Dick Van Dyke, ultimate song and dance man. The way he, there's some bits in this movie that, like, if you're just a song and dance fan, you got to just watch Dick Van Dyke do it. There's a, the whole... uh you may recognize it from Family Guide as a bag of weed, the song about a bag of weed, but it's uh, Me Old Bamboo, and it's a song about, at different ages of being a man, how we use different sticks in different ways to battle, to balance ourselves, uh, to pull ourselves up. But Dick Van Dyke is doing this whole routine about 10 seconds off of everybody else because he doesn't know the routine, so he's trying to follow along, but it's obvious like it was planned this way, but it's so perfect in that matter. Okay, here's what I'm getting at. There is no disclosure to the audience of when there is fantasy versus reality, unless you're really paying attention. And if you're really paying attention, the entire back half of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, uh, where Truly Scrumptious, yes, her name is Truly Scrumptious, and the children do sing a song about how truly scrumptious she is. And I think something people bring up in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is the child catcher and all of this, right? So when they're at the beach and the tide comes up, that's where everything goes to full fantasy. There's been fantasy before this, but a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is a real car. It's a real British racing car, okay? And so this old inventor, and none of his inventions have ever worked, but his kids think he's 
just the most magical person of all. And he meets this woman and he's telling these far out tales. The whole back half of this movie with the child catcher and the fake king, all of this, it's just him telling a story on the beach while they wait for the tide to go down, where the car's flying and the car's boats and they're being chased by pirates and the children get locked up. This is all just a fanciful tell that he tells them while he's waiting for the tide to go out. And then it puts you right back into it when they've flown away and escaped and made their their way out. But I had never noticed before how much fantasy it actually was. And then what happens when he gets home? One of his inventions actually worked, but not in the way he expected. And now they're going to be rich because he invented dog candy. And so this dude who's invented all these terrible things and none of them have ever worked finally gets his break after believing in it. But he has a speech at the end. All right. And this one stuck in my brain, dude. I never thought I'd get this fired up about chitty chitty bang bang. Bussy bussy bang bang. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. So he says this. He says a man must have dreams. But at some point, he must make those dreams practical. And it was funny to me that this guy's saying it because none of his dreams are ever practical except for by accident, one became practical. And so it's magic that he sticks to dreams requiring practicality after the practicality of his dream did not come through purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? Like It's like if you, it's like if you were carrying a, a fresh slice of uh, tomatoes through your yard to a picnic uh-huh. and you trip and then you fall and then tomatoes go everywhere. And then eight months later, like some tomato plants are growing and you're like, you know, a man, ha- a man has to look after his land and, and plot the land dog. You didn't even really actually plot it. You spilled some tomatoes. Yeah. And now you're saying that dreams must have this practicality with a reverse hindsight vision while also uh, still making us believe that the car can actually fly. I don't know. I saw a lot of beautiful fantasy description, and I saw a lot of promise in fatherhood and lying to your children a little bit about, you know, maybe you're maybe you're a fucking loser inventor, okay? And maybe you're living in your grandpa's old house because he hasn't kicked you guys out yet and you have no money, but maybe something will work out, and you should just be as blindly ambitious going forward and keep your, uh, even in financial destitute, your old racing car around, uh, and lie to your children that it can fly until things work. I mean, yeah. Like, if, if you read, if you listen to people that are successful talk about how they become successful, all they've done is pull together a story of why things went the way that went they went. the way went they went. And justified it to themselves, even though it was probably mostly blind luck that any of it occurred in the first place. Yeah, and I think it's blind luck mixed with like forward effort, but he is missing the point of his forward effort being what corrected the path. If right. I, yeah, we're saying the same thing here. I also watched Yentl right after that. I was really having a good day. You ever seen Yentl? I don't think so. Papa, can you hear me? It's about Barbara Streisand, and she directed it, and she's studying. She wants to study the Talmud and study the the old ways of uh, the Jewish faith. And her father is a teacher, but women are not allowed to learn this. And she pretends to be a man and then goes to school and hangs out with Mandy Patinkin, who keeps taking his pants off and used to have a pretty tight ass. I'll give you, I'll be honest with you. The Yentl seeing Mandy Patinkin's bare ass in the sunshine scene, pretty wild. There's a lot of weird, wonderful Jewish law in this. And it was also that really flipped reverse of the, female figure having to figure out how to fit in society rather than fitting into society for a female figure that's the all-powerful God. So really, Yentl is sort of a, another Bo is Afraid view for me in understanding the path of the Jewish mother and the control uh, you know, that she feels like she has to uh, put towards her child. I was really excited watching movies. I'm trying to ignore the fact that I'm about to discuss 
my fight with the devil. You ever fought with the devil, Peter? Uh, no. They got movies about it where Jesus goes out in the desert and he fights the devil. And he has to like, there's different battles. High five the devil. Whoa, how'd that skin feel? The, uh, how did that skin feel, Peter? I don't know. Crusty or inviting? No, it was a, it was a snappy high five. Was it an acknowledgement high five? Yes. Love that. But you don't remember the sumptuous skin touch? My brain is so dead right now. I love it. It's okay. My brain is fully on fire, Peter, mm. and I'm ready to talk about fighting the devil, okay? Did you watch Homeland? No, but I know Great uh, Mandy Patinkin. I listen, I'll watch I'll watch Mandy Patinkin, but I also worry about is Homeland going to make me mad about my homeland? It's or is it sort of a, is it a, it's not even like an it's, expose of my homeland. It's, uh, it's less political than it is more like a soap drama. I like soap dramas. Yeah. Young and the Restless has been going for 55 seasons now. Monday Night Raw, uh, also going for like 55 seasons now. They're both soap operas. Okay. Figure that out. I just said it live on the air, pal. We make movies, pal. I had to fight the devil Drexel. And it was announced as kind of an unsanctioned match. And I think people were expecting a little more blood. But there was, instead of blood, what I believe in deathmatch is the truest, uh, the truest center of deathmatch is torture and suffering being explicitly on display for the audience and for them to understand the suffering that they are seeing. I think there are things in deathmatch that we think they are perceiving as more painful than they are that are not that just allow pain for the performers and that's not working brother okay did the devil drexel paper cut my wiener yes okay in front of a live crowd not out he went down the front because we're i'm wise and i know that with my adrenaline pumping and with all my muscles full of blood there may be one that's not full of blood it doesn't need to be on display this is just a side note for people who are thinking about pulling their cock out for some reason in a wrestling ring. Don't do it, all right? Now, you may be saying, I've never seen anyone do that. Well, I have. Don't do it. He did paper cut it, and then somehow I got hung upside down, Peter, and he stapled it. He stapled my wiener with a staple gun multiple times, okay? Was I also dropped on my head on steel chairs? Yeah, I was. Did I also try to beat him up and destroy him? Yeah, I did, Okay. I don't want to say what happened with me and the devil in the end. All right. Many people there, many people watching, they could say what they saw. But for the devil, the devil may have been victorious that day over my lifeless corpse. All right. And the last match I had seen the devil be a part of that wasn't a match that I was in with him against the Slim Team Slim Jim when the Slim Jim man came. Mm -hmm. Drexel was there. Uh, he fought. Danger Aaron from Jackass. And we discussed that on the show. And I went back and watched that match. Turns out Danger Aaron had had friends helping him. And Akira was out there helping him beat up Drexel. Which to me, it seems like a little bit of a cheat code there to have Akira help you. I did not have Akira helping me, okay? Now, maybe I should have gotten down on one knee and accepted the bread and had Christ fight alongside me and I could have beat the devil. But on this very night, it was not going to happen. I had so much fun in Portland. The people in Portland are crazy. The weed in Portland is bananas mm -hmm. i like hit a little bit earlier in the day me and brian keith went out to get some food get some things get some 30 dollar ounces can you fucking believe it it's not it's like fantasy land i mean really and we wandered ourselves into a and i do a video of this that will be coming out uh into a little street market 
And that's where Brian Keith bought me this cute keychain. It's solely from Monsters, Inc., but it's like a cute little one. Does his belly light up? No, but you can squish it. Oh. It looks like it would light up, but this mm-hmm. is it's a very solid piece of steel. And it makes me want to find the manufacturer because I think little effies of this as a keychain would be yeah. so good. So yeah. cute. Okay. We're working on it. Uh, in this market, before I fought the devil, I did another meet and greet. And I saw people who recognized me as Effie, and we took pictures together. And it was awesome. If you recognize me out in public, please say hello. Please don't, like walk away from me please just acknowledge it it makes me feel very good inside i like it okay and it doesn't matter if i'm if it looks like maybe i'm saving somebody's life like with jaws of life out of a car or something maybe just give me a second but like other than that i can't think of a real bad time to come up and be like are you effie because i'll be like holy shit i am effie this rules i'm in a place where i don't live and people know who i am for my silly fight dances this is awesome so it made me feel very special. Prestige Roseland 5, so lit, so so sick, so cool, so much fun. Uh, thank you to the Prestige people. I also, uh, I was yelling a lot that day because I was fired up. And I yelled at somebody and I said, why weren't you out there selling merch? Because we were all out there selling merch. I said, I want to save my pop for later. And this was me being a full diva. And I could tell that we were about to get into Gemini season. This was a little taste. And I said, oh, yeah? Well, what if you had infinite pops? What if they were never less? And he was like, you don't have infinite pops. And I said, watch me go out there. It's about the fifth time I'd gone out into that room that night. Infinite pops, Peter. They love it. They want to see Effie Effie. They want to see us go for it. It was hot and sweaty, and they were fanning me. Being in a room of people who are fanning me with my fans to help me last longer in the ring feels very good. feels very nice to have that kind of backup and that support. But I was fighting the devil, and I had to fight the devil alone. So it's something that uh, I'm going to have to live with. I'm going to have to live with the fact that the devil destroyed me that night, and I still had to wrestle another show. You ready for this? I was going to wake up, get on a 5 a.m. flight, and go to St. Louis for Glory Pro at the pageant. That means two nights in a row I got to work at beautiful, massive, lovely, two-story theaters that serve fresh Diet Coke. You know what I mean? When I'm working in a nice theater, let's say this, okay? Sometimes you're in a big venue, and you're like, oh, there's a lot of people here, and it's good, and you sell merch, but they don't got a bar, and they don't sell you Diet Cokes, and they don't have some of these restaurants. Oh, I forgot in Portland. I forgot about the the greatest part of Roseland. There's a restaurant downstairs called the Trap Kitchen, and they serve chicken and a pineapple. So they just cut a pineapple in half. Oh, my God. And fill it with rice and, and chicken and spicy meats, and they brought it out to me, and I said... <laughs> Can you wrap this up to go? He said, what? And I said, can you wrap this pineapple up to go? I have to go fight. (laughs) This man just took foil, wrapped the pineapple with the stem sticking out, put a fork in the top, and sent me on my way. Incredible. You might have just helped him invent the to-go version of that. I think that's how it should be served every time. When I finished my match and I unpeeled my pineapple, and (laughs) I'm a believer in cold foods, Peter. I don't like warm food. I really don't. Spaghetti, cold. Pizza, cold. Fettuccine Alfredo, ice cold. You want fish and rice? Cold. So when the chicken sat in the pineapple, it got colder. And by the time I went to eat it, it was cold chicken and rice. And it was perfect. It was magic. Went to the hotel. Went back to sleep. Got on that 5 a.m. flight, like I said. Landed and immediately went to the pageant. Now, I had a tag team title match with my bussy sister, against the Philly Marino experience for Glory Pro. Big deal. 
Allie got delayed on her flight by like three hours. Oh, shit. And I was there. And people were there. Philly Marino was there with their belts. And boom. I was nervous. I was like, damn, is she going to make it? What are we going to do? Dan the dad, will you be in bussy for a minute? Like, I really still want to try for these belts. And congrats to Cody Lane and uh, I guess Coco Lane and Dan the dad. They just landed in Tokyo. And they're going to be wrestling in Japan. Pretty wild stuff. They're in a tag team called OKUSA, and it's over as fuck. I love it. I'm so excited. They're going to have the time of their lives. Enjoy Japan. I'll be back soon. I found out some more dates this weekend. Uh, international dates, Peter. We're I'm going to be I'm going to be. One day I'm going to take a nap. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, you know, this morning I woke up and then I started my day, and you know what I did, Peter? I went back to bed. I literally, I was almost there and went back to bed. And then you texted me and we were good and everything's on schedule. We're doing just fine out here, people. Uh, We fought Philly Marino. It was so lit. I love Glory Pro. I love wrestling in the pageant. It's such a cool venue. Uh, But we did not win the match, which is unfortunate because Bussy doesn't lose. And that's why it was so confusing to me. I was like, if Bussy doesn't lose, how did we lose? Uh, But we did. And we are not the Glory Pro Tag Team Champions. Afterwards, though, it worked out fine. We went out, we got tacos, we sat down, we had a great a great meal together. Uh, I got to hang out with Shigehiro Iri, and he is uh, from Japan. He is friends with Cole Radrick, and I've seen him wrestle a lot of times, but we hung out a little more this time. We ate some queso and corn dip and celebrated that we were through the week. And I got home, and I took myself a nap, my man. Because even if, like, imagine, even if you have these hotel rooms and you have this and that, between the flights and when I get back to the hotel, there ain't no time to sleep. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to understand, these are 22-hour days no matter what, with two hours of sleep in between, even if I wasn't, you know, let's say let's say we're being completely responsible. No sleep. It's no sleep. And for that, I will have a weekend ahead where I will recharge my energies in new ways, be it outdoors in the sun with the puppy dogs, uh, sleeping. Maybe going and sitting in another theater and seeing Bo is Afraid again. I'm going to look up showtimes in a minute. I have strong feelings about three-hour films, and most of those feelings are more three-hour films. Mm-hmm. Please. I agree. I agree. Uh, I believe they just put out the... what is One of the films that's coming out is, is not going to be as long as I thought. Oh, the Guardians of the Galaxy film is only two and a half hours. I said, pussies? Come on. Nut up. Nut up and add 30 minutes to your film. Let me tell you what I got to do today. Nothing. I'm going to see a three-hour film with 22 minutes of previews, okay? I'll be back when I'm back, and I'm so excited to just sit in a cold theater, and maybe I'll get a cheeseburger this time. I don't know, Peter. I can't promise anything, but I'm very excited to see what happens, and I'm excited for you to see this movie again, because I'm fired up. Mm. Ari Aster, I'm fired up, okay? I'm not saying I have to be in your movie, but I'd like to just stand on set and ask questions, because I do have some questions about you and it. And us, Peter. How do you feel? I, uh, I, I'm overwhelmed right now. That's okay. I'm um, gonna let me try to take some of that whelm from you. I'm underwhelmed, so I can take some whelm off of your plate. I would happily take that whelm. Um, yeah. Any, just I need like a two days to myself. Yeah. At this point, I think that's just fair. Nothing. Of Let's nothing. Do some questions. Yes, and I do want to say I keep forgetting to. Throw our social media and stuff at the end. I'm going to remember this time after the questions. And I hope your questions are insightful and direct and 
full of uh, wild flavor. Okay, this is from Theron. Since you're both dog owners, have you ever looked into pet astrology? I have a new puppy who is a Scorpio, and it seems spot on for her. I also have an older dog who's a rescue and a mystery age, but his gotcha day falls under Aries, and that seems to fit him very well. Do you have any idea what either Bebop or Cranberry might be? I have very strong beliefs about these dogs that don't have anything to do with astrology, and this is how simply I'll put it. I don't know either of their birth dates. Cranberry's not a dog. She's a familiar. Mm. Bebop's a dog. Okay? I love them both. They're very different creatures. Cranberry is not a dog. I can't. If you meet her, if you look at her, if you talk to her, she's not a dog. Bebop, though, on the other hand, full on is a dog. So whatever that means, he's that. He's that sign. I think I'm Bebop. I don't know. I might also be Cran. Maybe I'm both. Maybe hypocritical views can exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bo's mom can be evil and in control, and Bo can also be a loser. Could both be true. Could both. What be do you true. think, Peter? What do you think about Lucifer over here? I don't know. I would have to look at her Gotcha Day and use that. I didn't think about that as an option. Gotcha Day is a good because that's. No I mean, that's the birth into a new home. Yeah, you, your puppy in the shelter or wherever they were is not the same as the puppy when they get in that forever home, and they finally get comfortable, and they and they love to give kisses to their parents. Isn't that right, Lucy? Mm-hmm. Lucy's such a sweet baby. We got to get her out there with Bebop. She was missing Bebop the other day and, yeah. and wanting to come run over to him. We got to get them together. I think they'll be together soon. They'll be fine. <laughs> she, if she goes somewhere like once, she will know how to get there. Because I think I've only I only brought like walked her over from my place over right. to yours maybe once, and her instinct was. This is where this is my spot. friends live. I always wonder how their smell sense guides them so well because they just be sniffing everything. Uh, Cranberry did escape our house once when we lived in Tallahassee, Florida, and went immediately to the dog park. Like, we got a call 15 minutes later, and they're like, your dog's just at the dog park hanging out. And I was like, it's good to know that she knows where she wants to go. So that's the first place I'm looking if she gets out this time, right across the street to the dog that's park. That's so funny. Yeah, just went to the dog park, hopped the fence, Played with the dogs. She's her own girl. Okay, this is from Sarah. Peter and Effie, I'll be having some knee surgery done in the very near future. Do you have any favorite PS5 games that you recommend when I'm stuck on my ass for six weeks? Sorry to hear about knee stuff. Yeah, sorry about that. But try to enjoy it as much as you can. Um, I'm Listen, I love open world games where I can just go around and fuck shit up. So I'm a big... Uh, I'm a big GTA fan, I'm a big Saints Row fan, but I also like your Red Dead Redemptions, especially if you're going to be on some like painkillers, just wandering the old west and getting into character with that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones that are out now that are good. I always like I like Assassin's Creed games because they're kind of corny and they're cheap as shit. Like mm-hmm. they're all like five dollars or free on the PS Plus Pass. The PS Plus Pass has so many games you can play too, though. I played the uh, the Sly Fox trilogy the other day. You remember that game? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sick game still. Holds up. Art is beautiful. Sly Fox 3 is the best one. So, I don't know. Maybe get PS Plus. Maybe get a month. Vibe it up. Yeah. See what games you got. Control's on there. That game's wild. Mm-hmm. Shoot people. Um, they have also done fantastic Resident <laughs> Evil remakes in the past few oh, years. Yeah. And they just remade the best Resident Evil game, which is 4. Yeah, which was the GameCube Prime game. Mm-hmm. Uh, too scary for me. I don't too like to scary? be scared. I don't like to be scared. Not ever, not once. No. I don't like a scary game. I played a scary game on stream one time. Everybody thought that was hilarious. I did not. Went, went into one basement, and I said, I'm out of here, dude. This is Y'all have lost your mind. Y'all paid for this? 
Y'all paid to be scared? Y'all lost your minds. Okay, this is from Brian. Two episodes ago, Effie mentioned that his rap project performed a 420 event when he was in college. And in the past, he's also mentioned knowing Wicca, Faze, Springs Eternal uh, before he went by that name. What projects or endeavors have you guys been a part of in the past, and do you still make or play music in any kind of capacity? I promise this isn't just me fishing for information <laughs> so I can find that super secret Effie mixtape that I know is floating somewhere around on the internet. It's around there. Uh, and Brian already found your stand-up set. No! Yeah. All right, fun fact. Pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't. I have no idea if you. Want what stand-up set did he find? This is incredible. Um, I'll send it to I you. I can't believe okay. this. This is. People are learning. I've lived many lives. I've lived uh, in many places. I've tried many forms of art, and uh, I meant to mention this to you some time ago, but I cannot <laughs> hold anything in my head at the moment. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I've done all of these things. I really. I was. Uh, I lost my illusion in a lot of ways for other art forms because I felt like there were too many rules in how I had to progress through them. Mm-hmm. Be it you have to show up for the writing night if you want a stand-up set spot. You have to, you know practice with a band and have other people's you know lives riding on your dreams and success i don't like all that so you know i've been in a lot of projects i've done a lot of things i'm a little bit of a selfish dude and now i am my own band so find what you can find out there i'm sure it's out there i've played rock and roll i play christian rock and roll you know that love christian rock and roll uh the new i finally i i i think we're gonna start a praise and worship band that's what i'm getting at you in, Peter? Yes. Okay. I, I know. Need to, I need to play the tambourine, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever you want to play. Whatever. Hey, whatever the Spirit of the Lord puts into you, that's the rhythm I want to feel. Okay? I want to feel the glory through you. Um, okay. This is from Drugs Delaney. With Game Changer coming to the mess state of Connecticut, in parentheses, my home state, I'd love to take you and Miss Catch out for the world's best pizza and some adult jazz cigarettes. Maybe, possibly. I always find that going to these places, I have so much less free time than I expect. But if we do have some free time, I'm all about it. Hopefully, within uh, rounds of the venue, Alley Catch will not join us. She won't. She doesn't go out with anyone, uh, and she's my little protector angel. But I often get to just sneak away and do what I want. I do want to say about the state of Connecticut. The first time I went there, I was not a wrestler yet. Uh, I went to a Taco Bell, and it was like so clean that I thought I was on like a prank show or something, and Everybody was like really nice to me at this Taco Bell. And I want to say I didn't like it. I want my Taco Bell to feel a little bit dangerous. And this, the whole state of Connecticut does not feel that dangerous. I'd like to know more. And I'd like to find the danger zones. And I'd like to know what are people in Connecticut doing besides smoking weed. And so hopefully we can find that. I'm always about pizza. But I got to tell you, I also want to go see the, we're going to go break down the walls of the WWE headquarters, which is right there in Hartford. How I know a Taco Bell is good is if they have one of those children's charity coin mazes that are really big. Yeah. The trash hasn't been taken out and is overflowing. Yep. And everyone behind the register is annoyed that they have to take your order. Yeah. If you don't make this sound after I order my meal, I don't want to be there. (sighs) Yeah. Can I do a number uh, five? Yeah. Actually, with a. If I can't hear that. It's not going to be good. Do you want double beef? Look at this sweet angel. Hi, baby. She's just being a cutie patootie. Okay, last one. This All is right. from Julie. How do the dogs feel about water-based activities? Swimming, sprinklers, etc.? 
Cranberry loves getting in the water. She's a she'll dance around in the water and play in the creek and play in the river and do all of that stuff. I have not tested this with Bebop. Cranberry doesn't like her life jacket though. So we've taken her to the lake and stuff. She's not like going in the deep water. She just wants to like play around and splash yeah. in areas where she can like see her feet still. I don't know with Bebop. I have a feeling Bebop is crazy and would just swim everywhere. He likes taking baths. Like if I say let's take a bath, Cranberry like grips to the couch. But Bebop's like, fuck it, let me get in the bath. Woo, let's go. He doesn't seem to care about really anything. Now that it's warming up, I think we'll have a better chance of putting him in the river and seeing how it goes. Mm. He seems like a river boy. Yeah. He's a big furry boy, though. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Lucy, not about it. Not about it. No, nothing water related. (laughs) Well, that's okay. She doesn't have to play in the water. There's plenty of land to play on. She says, that's right, Dad. She's getting a kiss. Kissy, kissy. Such a good girl. We're going to find a beautiful area for them to run in circles in and uh, hopefully report back with some new updates from Sniff Spot. Did we we talk about Sniff Spot on here? I'm excited. We're going to look at some other Sniff Spot places. Some of them are a little expensive, but they look like luxury dog places. And I kind of want to... One of them's like, horse farm. Fencing may not be good. Eight acres. And you're like, this is... I'm not going to find my dog again. (laughs) I'll never see my dog again. Everyone's uh, testing me about the shooter. Okay, sorry. We're updated. Everybody is safe. There are multiple injuries, and they have found... Well, they have identified the suspect. Okay. And so they, I don't know what's going on. I guess we'll, I guess we'll figure out in a minute. Uh, by the time this comes out, hopefully we're not still locked in this room hiding because I really want to go get a horchata <laughs> and this is holding up my day to go get a horchata. Uh, please subscribe to the Patreon weekend at effies.com. Lots of exclusive content, uh, Peter access and cute videos, bonus episodes, and once you finally nut up and go see Bo is Afraid, you can listen to our mini-sode about Bo is Afraid that we're about to record now, and I have a lot of notes. 